Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our minds, our hearts, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of scripture. You know, as a pastor, there are a couple of things you can count on doing at some point in your career. One of them is you're probably going to have to chase a bat out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Of his wives. 
I was like, wow, that's a lot for me to go with. And then they go with me. <laughs> and so I was really kind of nervous about the whole thing, but to make a long story short, it turned out very well. No, we did not have to raise your hand and say why you hate the disease. Uh, we didn't do that. Uh, but we did talk about forgiveness, and it, it was a healing time, and the family actually, uh, uh, and uh, those who were there, um, got together and actually went out to eat. Now, I'm not sure if they all went out to eat to talk about how much they disliked this man or, or what they did, but at least they were together, and, and, and everything went okay. And when I think about today's scripture reading in Zacchaeus, that funeral comes to mind. Because Zacchaeus is a figure a lot like that, that gentleman that I did the funeral for. He was a man who many people didn't have something nice to say Jesus runs into Zacchaeus as he is, is passing through the town of Jericho. Uh, Jericho uh, is a town uh, up uh, in the uh, north part of Israel, up in the Galilee, where Jesus was from. And as uh, Jesus and his disciples were, were passing through, they looked up into this sycamore tree, and they see this little guy up there watching the proceedings. And they're kind of amazed. Why is this guy in this tree? What does this you know, Zacchaeus, he was motivated to go see Jesus. Something prompted him to go that day, to turn his life around, to seek out Jesus. I think it was the Holy Spirit. See, even when we are at our worst, even when we uh, are doing things that hurt other people, that hurt ourselves, that wound our Creator, God is still seeking for us. God is still reaching out for us, calling us to a new life. Luke 19.10 says this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That is Jesus' mission statement, to seek and save the lost. And that includes the lost like me and you. None of us are too lost to be found by Jesus. And that's what this story of Zacchaeus really tells me. But you know, when we look at the figure of Zacchaeus, we can really look at Zacchaeus, I think, through three different lenses. One, how Zacchaeus saw himself. Then the second is, is, is really how others saw Zacchaeus. And then how Jesus saw Zacchaeus. So let's, let's look at how each of these folks uh, saw Zacchaeus. And, and see maybe ourselves in this story. So, 
from the perspective of the crowd, Zacchaeus was just not a good guy. He was one of those guys that when you saw him walking down the street, you took your kids and you went to the other side. And you told your kids, see that guy? You don't want to be like him. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now, when we think of tax collectors, we tend to think of people who work for the IRS. And I'm not saying that God, you know, looks down on the IRS or anything like that, right? A lot of good people who work for the IRS. Uh, 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 tax collecting was a little bit different back at the time of Jesus. They didn't have their own version of the IRS. Uh, they didn't have, you know, form 1040 A, B, C, whatever. Taxes were imposed first and foremost by the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire would look at, at, at an area and they would say, we need to get this much money out of this area. So in order to get this much money out of this area, uh, uh, the taxes need to be such and such. And then people, chief tax collectors, would bid on contracts and they would win a contract to go to this area and to extract the money the Romans needed. And if the person with that contract was able to get more money out of that area than what the Romans wanted, guess what? You could keep that as profit. So instead of having like the IRS as a government agency, think of it as like a private corporation who could make a profit by how much taxes they could get out of you. That's kind of open for abuse, isn't it? Right for abuse. And, and, and it was. And so Zacchaeus uh, was seen as a sinner. Right? He was seen as somebody who not only ripped people off by making them pay higher taxes than what they were supposed to legally pay, but he was siding with the Romans, with those who had conquered the people of Israel. So the way Zacchaeus made his money he would go out and hire tax collectors and they would set up booths along the roads and they would tax all the goods coming along that road, okay, going to market. And um, the city of Jericho uh, sat right at this place in the Jordan River where it was easy to ford that river. And so there was a lot of traffic, a lot of money. Zacchaeus was a very wealthy was somebody that nobody wanted to talk to. Nobody wanted to associate with. He was a pariah in his own hometown. So how does Zacchaeus see himself? Well, the Bible doesn't really tell us too much, but I want to think that Zacchaeus kind of saw himself as a go-getter. Right? Sure, his job was unsavory, but somebody had to do it, right? And he was pretty good at it. And yes, he collected a little more money than he probably should, but hey, that's business. Have you ever known somebody like that? Somebody who was maybe willing to not be the most ethical in their business dealings with their friends and neighbors? Sort of Reminded of the two little kids next door. They came over, said, Hey, would you like for us to 
Raise your leaves? I said, sure. How much? 20 bucks. Great. Gave him the 20 bucks. The leaves are still there. <laughs> but they're all Unfortunately, that key is wasn't all. People weren't as ready to forgive that Jesus into his heart. 
See, Jesus wanted Zacchaeus to welcome him, to say, yes, come to my house, come into my life, come into, in, into myself. Jesus wants the same thing from you and I, my friends. Jesus knocks at our heart. Jesus knocks on our heart, wanting us to accept him. Oh, we must let him in, because Jesus isn't going to force himself on us. Are you willing to open the door to Jesus this day? Are you willing to say, Jesus, I messed up. Jesus, I have not been the best person that I could be. I have hurt others. I have hurt myself. I have hurt God. Am I willing to open my heart to you? I am willing to allow you in. To change how I live, to change how I view others, to change the relationships that I have. Am I willing to change? Am I willing to open those doors? That's the question we need to answer for ourselves today. Are you willing to invite him in? Are you willing to invite Jesus to dinner, to stay at your house, to stay with you? Revelation 3.20 says this. Jesus says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus is knocking. Are we going to let him in? Are you going to let him in? question we must answer for ourselves. Let's try. Lord, the story of Zacchaeus is a story of redemption. A story of how one man saw the error of his ways and change. Lord, help us when we err, and to help us change how we have been living. We know, Lord, that you accept us as we are, and you want to make us better. Lord, come into our lives. Like the Holy Spirit, fill us, to lead us. Thank you for Christ, our Lord and our Savior.